Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Okay, so I want to have this conversation with you, but just know that it is inspired by my cousin Pookie. Yes, I have a cousin Pookie. Leave me alone. You know what's so funny? Sidebar. On my side of the family, I have a little cousin named Mookie. On my husband's side of the family, he has a cousin named Pookie. So she's my cousin by marriage, but she's my cousin. So anyway, so she holds a special place in my heart because she was one of the persons that confirmed to my husband when he was trying to get some female advice um, from a rightful advisor. She was one of the ones that let him know, like, yeah, she's it. So <laughs> she was right. Hey, books. So moving forward, she's been talking to me recently about, you know, the dating realm and all the other frustrations that come from that. And um, just kind of wanted to know what space was I in or what tips could I give with the whole thing of dating. So I felt like I wanted to go ahead and have this conversation with you because it was such a great convo that I'm going to go ahead and do it again. Now, before a woman ever, in my opinion, this is from my experience, this is from me seeing other people walk it out, before a woman can ever choose the right man, she authentically, authentically in every way needs to know herself or have a good assessment of herself she has to know how she communicates because a lot of women we have different ways of communicating you can be the opera singer because you can only speak what you feel once you go ahead you know and get to a certain octave there's other communication styles where you feel like I can only get the bravery that I need to say what needs to be said if I'm angry so I'll let it build up and let you frustrate me so I can come rat tat tat and with this verbal lashing and that's how I go ahead and communicate other women are like mm, I'm just not gonna answer my phone for a couple of days and when we get back to it you know we can bring it up but we don't have to but my way of going you know or communicating is I got to get up out of here hit you with the spongebob mean you know um I'm about to head out and that's how that goes there's so many different communication styles that the breakdown from most relationships is you two don't communicate the same that's why if you ask any relationship person anybody in a marriage anybody in a nursing home however you want to do it as soon as you say what's your secret they go communication you know that's my way of the man old and shaky. Um, but it's true. So you have to learn or really have an understanding of how you communicate. You have to understand your love language because I don't know what part no one understands that you literally need to teach someone how to love you because you don't come with instructions. No one's taking you out the box and reading it. Oh, okay, so she likes to eat this. She wants to. No one knows that just off of saying hi to you or being around you for a couple of weekends. You need to actually say, hey, listen, sir, I'm going to need those fresh flowers real quick. And by real quick, I mean every other weekend. I'm going to need you to surprise me with a gift or two because my love language is gifts. I'm going to need you to go ahead. And you just need to go ahead and make that real clear. Go ahead and read because we talked about love languages before. So you know how I feel so strongly about it. Okay, great. Go ahead and read you some Gary Chapman and get it in your life. You need to understand your non-negotiables. And you need to absolutely identify what you are not budging from. Okay? What are your non-negotiables? Because otherwise, if you don't recognize these things, you'll be holding up somebody else's blessings. Somebody else is crying on her pillow, talking about God, where is he? And you don't want you the traffic hold up. You the reason why he ain't get to her yet. So go ahead and let little buddy go ahead and get to ma'am so they can go ahead and have their ma'am buddy serve ma'am. Okay, great. Thank you. And so when I initially told my cousin, I said, you know, men are hunters. 
right? It's their position to hunt. That's why women get so frustrated with dating in a dating realm because they are outside of their natural wiring. The moment that we got to go out and hunt and do all that, we're tired. God didn't wire us to be that. No, no, no. That And that, when you're out of the number one way of confirming you being out of your position is fatigue and frustration. You get those two F's words together, you are out of your position. So we were having this conversation. We were actually at a wedding. And, um, you know, there was waitresses and waiters coming out with hors d'oeuvres and, you know, want a spring roll, you know, little things, little appetizers, what have you. And so I gave her that example. I said, you see how there are certain things coming out of, you know, people coming out the back with the trays and there's certain items on these trays that you're like, nah, I'm good. Because there was crab cakes, spring rolls, there was little hamburgers and um, I think there was something else, but they were coming out and she wasn't eating everything that was coming on the plates because she was selective and uh, no, I don't want no seafood right now. What's that spring roll? Cool, but what's that sauce? And uh, okay, and hamburger? No, I'm good with the extra. You got a, a pickle on it? I'm good. And so I said, you see how you didn't hold up every, what everyone was serving? Like you didn't hold them up and have to, okay, so where are you from? No, you knew off bag, not an option what this particular person is serving on their platter because I don't want seafood. I'm not a seafood person. I don't, I don't want it. So guess what? While you went ahead and let the waitress go on to the rest of the people that needed to be served, them crack capes was, was handled by people who loved them. Hand in the air, one of them was me. So what you didn't like was actually something that I preferred. I didn't eat the hamburgers. The other people was tearing them up. And so I said, that's a lot like dating. Stop trying to stop people and find out their potential and try to figure them out. And let me see if the chemistry is there. I, I don't want to figure out any of that until I look to see what's on this tray because I could be wasting both of our times. If I know for the jump, I don't want no, no um, seafood. We don't need to have a conversation with you having crab cakes on your platter. You are not for me, right? And I told her, I said, the problem is that most women are attracting energy and we never accept, we never consider that. So if you have in the back of your mind that all men cheat and lie, guess what's coming into your life, sis? Oh, you think it was a coincidence that every time I meet somebody, it's like every time I open up, I feel like it's just one thing after another. I feel like I'm dating the same person with a different name. I just feel like, oh, you thought that was a coincidence. Did you? No, 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 sweetie, ma'am, sir, ma'am, um, you're attracting energy. If you date with the notion of, oh, I get bored so easy, guess what? You are going to be yawning by the second date because, you know, you have already set your mind and your energy in a place that attracts, I get bored very easy, so I need a plethora of options. I personally, I'm going to put a little bit of my business in the streets a little bit, just a little bit, because this is a judgment-free conversation, right? Okay, great. I used to be the person that when I dated, I dated with the notion of this won't last for three months. Guess how long those relationships was lasting? Listen, I kid you not, it was almost like something horrific happened at the second and a half month. I have, and I literally was trying to, I said, okay, I'm going to try to outlast this one. I was purposely trying to stretch like, okay, can we make five months? Can we, come on, just get, and I was trying to get them over the hump. It just was not, they were doing things that it was like, bro, there's no way I could talk to you after this. You had a chick in my car. Are you kidding me? 
what drug did you snort so I can call it your invisible PO? Like, are you kidding me, bruh? Yeah, it was that kind of. It wasn't like, oh, his breath stings. I have dealt with some halitosis, some excruciating nasal congestions just to go ahead and prove my three-month run. But it was, but at the end of it all, it was almost like that's what I was attracting. I thought at first I was sabotaging it, but that's, that's why I set my energy. So that's what was coming into fruition. Like we don't realize we are spirit beings having a human experience, not the other way around. Literally spirit beings having a human experience. You think it's a coincidence that when you think of someone and then they call you or, or you see them, you think that was a coincidence? Where do you think the saying came from? You're going to live a long time. I'm sure that was from the 1600s people were saying that because we are spirit beings. We're spirit beings having this experience as a human. So you know what I'm going to go ahead and do? Since the good sis Sierra is being a little bit stingy with her Russell Wilson prayer, I'm going to go ahead and help out because I have a Clifton Leonard <laughs> and it don't get no better than my baby. You understand? So here goes. First off, uh, zero zing zing, got no higher. That's how we say it in New York. You need to ask God to remove those people who are not for you to wash away whatever energy that you have been attracting prior and to give you x-ray vision. You need to ask God to help you navigate through like the way that the waitress was serving those appetizers and hors d'oeuvres. God, if it's not for me, give me the wisdom and the understanding to keep it trucking. And let me see it on the forefront. I don't want to realize, oh my goodness, after a year, this dude has crab cakes and I don't like seafood. You see what I'm saying? The second part is you need to do a spiritual wash. And that's just because it worked for me and I understand it. And so I'm going, and I've had other people do it. And so I'm going to say what I know works. Because you know, I'm never going to go ahead and give you something that has not worked. Okay. You need to ask God to wash off whatever spiritual attachment that you had on you and tell him, I no longer want this. This is no longer my spiritual expectation. I am not going to give this out. And you just ask God to give you a fresh anointing in the inside and the outside that whatever was in you that was attracting it will be removed. And whatever was on you, that spirit will no longer be attracted to you. It's a real thing. Trust me and try it. The last part is that you need x-ray vision. You don't have time to waste, sis. You don't have the time to be wasting, okay? And so what you literally need to do is, God, I need to see intentions early. I don't care how green an eye is, how deep a dimple is, how tall a height is, how deep a voice is, how big a bank account, how whatever it is, we are not interested. God, I need you to give me x-ray vision from the start because I am your daughter and I don't want to be mishandled. And most importantly, you really need the understanding of I'm going to let God navigate me and I'm not going to do it myself because clearly when I do, guess what happens? Okay, cool. And that's zero zings and God no higher. My first point is you are looking for a house that you can make a home. That's how I'm going to call the dating realm. 
I, I compare it to a house because a house is the biggest investment that you can make. It's the biggest impact on your credit score ever. And just like dating and relationships and where it leads to is the biggest impact on your heart. Like anyone who is house shopping, ask anyone. You truly just need to have a basic idea of what you're looking for. The neighborhood, the price range, the distance away from the highway or your job, the school district ratings, all that other stuff. In the dating realm, it just equates to age range, how many kids, their ages, what is his job, how far does he live from you? You know, just getting some basic information because this, it, this is what's going to identify your ground zero. This is going to be your foundational basic, right? Basic. So whatever your basic is, I just gave you a few examples. You know, if you're, for me, my basic was height. I wasn't interested in anybody five, nothing. My husband very much came with the six feet and plus. I do a prayer. I think my husband is six, four. He says he's six, three something, but we have that argument all the time. I wear heels, sir, and I can still look up at you and I'm a tall drink of water. Have a nice day. But that was, I knew what my basic, basic, you know, foundational things was. When you find out what yours is, it will be so much better. If you, if church is important to you and buddy's like, last time I've been to church, I go to church on Christmas and in Easter, he probably is not a match for you. You're going to be dragging that man and getting frustrated, and that's not what you need to do. So find out your basic thing because, again, you are, you are looking for a house that you can make home. Second point, how much house do you want? You want a two-bedroom ranch? That may be too small, which ain't much you can do with that. Or do you want the six-bedroom, three baths? Do you want the tiny, 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 tiny town home that's just good enough for one person? You know, how how does that work for you? Let me explain something to you. When I was uh, house shopping, and I use that example because that's how God pretty much led me to my husband. In, in that process, I saw so much about myself and the fact that I didn't settle. And it was like, why why is it that I settled with my heart, but I wouldn't settle with a mortgage payment? I don't care. I literally, my realtor showed me a house that was huge. And I was like, no, thank you. And she was like, really? What about if you decide to have more kids? Or what if you, no, thank you. Because the only thing I can think of is, A, who is cleaning all of this? <laughs> no, ma'am. B, how am I going to cool this, all of this in the summer? How am I going to heat all of this in the winter? And I just heard, ching, 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 ching. And I was like, no. Mm -mm. Then I went to other places that I was like, oh, my gosh, if I get this, I'm going to have to throw out all the beds that I have because we have queen size beds. And so these beds look like it can't be any bigger um, than a twin XL, if that like it, it's just ridiculous. Right. And so how much house do you want? How much are you willing to say, OK, this is my this is what I want. Do not. Get into a townhome if your heart was always settled on a six-bedroom mansion. Do not get a mansion if you felt like, I don't want all that to clean. Don't get a two-story nothing if you felt like, I wanted a ranch. And don't get a ranch if you said, no, but I at least wanted to have a basement or something. You have to have a clear understanding of what your heart's desires is so that when you're looking at people, if they don't match it, it's no hard feelings, bruh. It's just that, you know what, I don't want to set you up to fail because usually people leave for things that they always knew from the beginning, and that's the downfall to relationships. Point three, is there room for you? Can they, the things 
that are currently in this relationship? Is there room for you in this relationship? Listen, a lot of us know that when we're moving, moving situations calls for an adjustment in the furniture you already have. Is that bed too big for that room? Just like I was saying, you know, I saw some rooms. I'm like, I don't even know if a dresser and a bed can get in here. Is that dining room too bulky for that assigned space? The same way you consider the furniture, you have to equate this in the dating realm. You have to look at it like, is there room enough for me? Now, I know everyone wants to claim that they're busy. Oh, I've just been busy, 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 busy. Yes, I understand that. But you ain't never too busy for stuff that you um really want. I don't care what nobody's talking about. I don't care what nobody's talking about. Especially because the world is evolving and um catering to the fact that we're busy. Sir, you can text me. I get that in two seconds. You can email me. I'll probably get it in five minutes once the refresher happens because I don't go through my emails a lot. You you can send me you can you can send me an, a DM and choose a social platform, right? So as long gone are the days where it's rotary phones and we just have a one way situation. The world is catering to the fact that you can never say I'm too busy. No, you have a cell phone on your person at all times. Have a nice day. I don't care what you're talking about. But that goes for you. You have to really consider that. Do my friendships conflict with my new relationship? That was one of the things that I had to adjust. My husband as well. When we were dating and we became, you know, we were on our way to becoming fiance, we knew that it was getting real. We had to just go ahead and just kind of outline the things in our life that it was like, listen, they're not going in the same direction as us. You know, you talking about you got a best friend, you know, and y'all got all this history. And mm, I don't really, hey, um, that's supposed to be my role. I feel like this person is taking, you know, kind of taking over where I'm supposed to be. It's like an overlap almost. And you have to be very careful with opposite sex relationships. Yeah, it takes a level of understanding. It also takes a level of maturity, but more so it takes a level of are you cloning? Is that person taking over what your husband and your boyfriend is supposed to be? Your spouse, your person is supposed to be your best friend. Not saying that you can't absolutely have no friends, but I'm saying it, it usually don't work. Especially don't let them be single. That's a problem. Not a single, um, you know, heterosexual one. That Yeah, that's a problem. Are there too many pictures of him and his ex around the house? A.K.A. are there clear boundaries with the people from his past as well as those who are currently there? And if not, because we don't always have our landing trips clear, right? If not, is he willing to make those adjustments to make room for you? Let me explain something awesome about my husband and I when we were dating and courting and doing all the awesome things. We made some very, very, very big moves to make it clear to each other that we love not only each other, but we love our future un unit more than we loved what was already in our lives. My husband literally left the church because it was chaotic um, and there was no boundaries to our relationship and I didn't want to get that deep but I wanted to let you know it should not be a location of any sort and it was a situation where you know he was pastoring and playing the organ and doing all these awesome things and he had a couple of situations in the church you know people felt like I don't know if it's a south thing or how that works but I was the newbie coming in the church and I just wasn't accepted by everybody and he was like mm-mm 
mm-mm, <laughs> not happening. I told him at first, I was like, hey, I'm uncomfortable. So he tried to, you know, adjust. He's like, well, maybe let's change our seat or maybe let's do it where I'll go in and I'll go out. I don't talk as much or, you know, and after a while, it just got to the point that he was just like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't want to go back. And I loved him enough to feel like, Maybe you can go there and I'll go to my own church while we dating. And his thing was no, because there would never be a step. I'm not starting the act of division now because we're not going to be practicing that when we're married. And praise God that he was very clear that he and I were getting married because he was very much walking in that pulse. He stayed in that vein. And so there was no room for me there. And so he was willing to adjust. And we lived when we were courting an hour from each other. And so what he did from there, instead of me going out there to church, because I was willing to make that commitment because he was more invested in his church than I was in mine. After, with, with, after he made sure that, you know what, you're not comfortable, that's not, he went ahead and made sure that he started coming out and driving out to where I lived and we went to that church. And so that spoke volumes to me. Point four. Your love language. Most of the time you attract a person that doesn't have the same love language as you. That's why they say the whole thing about, you know, person uh, opposites attract. It's not so much a personality. It's the fact that you two operate differently. So are you you're going to have to teach them. Pay attention if they're willing to learn it. Are they dragging their feet? Are they making excuses? I'll give you an example. I don't know if you know. I'm a talker. My so therefore my top love language is quality time because that means that I get to talk to you I get to be around you I get to do all that because my husband and I were an hour away almost like an hour and 10 minutes or so um, I talked on the phone with him more than I saw him so I took full advantage of that right because that's like a two hour and 20 minute round trip just to, no just to talk no I'll do it on the phone <laughs> we'll save the gas and all the other stuff and we'll go ahead and do this over the phone he his primary love language or language period is not to be talking but he made adjustments for me like I can actually <laughs> I would talk this man to sleep I'm like are you tired he's like yes <laughs> it was like all right I'll bow out now, but I have a fresh batch for you tomorrow morning. Call me as soon as you wake up. So he would have to do stuff like, let me take a shower. Let me get something to eat. Like he would have to prep for the fact that he was getting ready to get young chatter. You know what I'm saying? He was getting ready to get that. That's an inside joke for me and my homeboy. But he was getting ready to get that work, right? And so when you show your love language, because understand, a person's natural reaction is to love you in the way that they receive love. So my husband's love language is quality time, but that's he loves to do things together. So he would always be the one that's like, hey, let's go here, let's go there. I was more like, hey, pick up your phone, I got so much to say. And he's like, oh, can we? <laughs> but so we made adjustments. I don't have to see you to feel close to you. My homeboy is in Ohio. One of my good friends is in um, she's in North Carolina. I have not seen them in decades. And I feel as close to them as the pillow is next to me. You see what I'm saying? And so he was willing to adjust that. I was willing to make that adjustment for him. And that is the pre preface of what you need in a person, especially when it comes to your love language. Because, listen, as far as I'm concerned, as long as there are people who are still willing to buy the iPhone that equates to a mortgage payment, I will continue to believe that people sacrifice for who and what they want. And if they don't sacrifice, then you weren't worth it. Point blank and the period. Point five, 
you have to identify a man's worth ethic and you would need to identify this because then you will be able to identify the stability of your future. I said this before and I say it again. Women were created to flourish in stability. That is why God made Eve once everything else was finished. Okay. We were created from a rib that was already established. Okay. The quickest way to make a woman uncomfortable, a little bit anxious or anything related to, I can point to anything in her life and show the reason why you're probably anxious, ma'am, is because there's an incomplete state in your life. I guarantee you, if I was a gambling woman, I will put money on it. You can show me an anxious woman and I can show you a place in her life that does not feel complete. So with that being said, if you see your person or this person potential future husband's work ethic, you will be getting a clear description on what is he willing to do in the future. I give an example. My homeboy Ian from Ohio learned so much from him. Like he truly was one of the main reasons why I knew how to identify when somebody's serious about something because I watched him court his wife. He literally was buying I think this was before, this was clearly before she was his wife, but I think this was even prior to her being fiance. No, I think this was when she was fiance. I'll ask when I get off, but because he proposed to her around like the the five month mark, but he was buying tires on her car. He was making sure she was absolutely good. And when I was asking him, like, yo, you're doing a lot, and that's not even your wife. And he said, I need her to see clearly what she's getting ready to buy into. I'm always going to make sure she's good. And so when I saw his posture, mind you, I've seen him and heard him date other people. It wasn't, it was not that serious. Okay. But this one, he was like, no, he already knew clearly a, she was going to be his wife and B that he was going to make sure she's good. He wasn't going to have her riding around in tires that was, you know, not doing what they were supposed to be doing, not having her safe because he wanted to provide. And so because he identified clearly she was the person he was going to be providing for, then it was it was no it was a no brainer that he was going to do it from the onset. And I was like, whoa. So when I saw my own husband do that, like my husband is not a oh, I feel sick. I'm going to. I'm not going to work today. Oh, there's these uncomfortable situations happening in my life, so I'm just going to, eh. He doesn't have a, eh, I don't feel like it, kind of. I've never seen my husband take a day. I had to actually ask him, sir, can you, can you use half a time of sick time? Like, use 30 minutes worth. Going late. But he has such a profound work ethic that I was confident and I remain confident that I will never have to worry about anything when it comes to finance and stability ever. My husband is going to get it. If he got to take five positions at Taco Bell, McDonald's, Arby's and put them all together to make sure that he makes ends meet, my husband would do that. And I'm confident that I am in I am in a situation that I will always flourish because I'm a part of a man that will make sure that I'm in a completed state at all times. Love him for that. I'm going to kiss his face when I see him now that that brings a little bit of tearage to my eyes. Point six. Does he give you assurance, sis? And let me explain this to you loud and the clear. Okay, loud and the clear. It is very rare that a man is indecisive when it comes to his emotions towards and time spent with a woman. 
a man couldn't be no clear assist because most men have the love language of um, words of affirmation. So they automatically speak to you in the way that confirms how they feel about you. If he is not assuring your place in his life or his plans for you in his life with both words and actions, I'm gonna say it again, words and actions, um, the survey says, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. Please stop having these dudes pillow talk you to torture. You know, we're going to be together one day and you're going to be a beautiful bride. And you know what? You might as well go ahead and just, you know how many women are stuck in relationships on a um, pillow talk from years ago? Sir, you better have a nice day. You better have a nice day. Ma'am, let that man loose, please. Words and deed, words and actions. You, there are, as far as I'm concerned, mute him. What is, what is his lifestyle saying? What is how he's treating you? What is that betraying? No longer, I don't want you to tell me nothing else he said to you. Shut him up. Zip him up. I want you to sh tell me by showing me with an action, how did he carry out said promise, said way that he feels about you? Oh, he didn't contact you for three days? Oh, he's clear. You, you, you're, not, you're nothing of value to him. Oh, when he introduced you, it was like in passing, like, oh, let me do that. Oh, very clear. Oh, you haven't met anyone who means something to you? He has not told you, oh, I was speaking to such and such about you. Nothing in his life represents I'm adding you in places where people who mean something to me know about you. Oh, well then. Survey says, no, ma'am. No, absolutely not. Run. You, you want my sneakers? Run. Run. Yeah, get, get out of here. Okay, I just want to make sure you got that clear point. Point seven. Because I said I was going to do seven. Does his character make you feel safe and secure? Like, is his character one that you can say, you know what? I, I feel like I'm all state with it. Like, you in good hands. His character is illustrated by his actions. Is there anything about how he lives his life, how he interacts with others, that makes you question your position in his life? Is there anything you kind of tilt your head and you're like, mm, I don't know what you do when I'm not around you. Because if you do this in front of me, that makes me kind of look at you like a suspect. I don't know how I feel about that. And when you bring it up, how does he make you feel? Let me go ahead and give you two examples. I love my husband. I love my husband. I love my husband because he taught me what a man looks like. I remember telling him that in past situations, the phone was always the culprit. And I'm like, listen, I don't really, I feel like, you know, I don't want to be the person that every time your phone goes off, or every time you pull out your phone, I'm looking down at your phone. I just, you know, it, it's past situations. Buddy gave me the passcode. I know I told you this before, but he gave me the passcode. I was girlfriend. Ma'am, do you hear me? Turn this phone up. I was girlfriend at that time. Another time, still girlfriend. And I wasn't girlfriend for long. He proposed to me at the, at the six-month mark. We were talking about rings way before that, so get into it. Lean in, sis. I told him because we had that hour, you know, we had that 60-minute-plus distance between us. I told him that I felt like, you know. And I want to put my finger right there. 
pause for a minute. A lot of the times we are experiencing set levels of discomfort because of what other people have experienced. So I did have certain people in my ear like, mm, you trust him? And I was like, yeah. 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 Oh, you trust a dude you just met who lives an hour from you. You know, so you sometimes you have people in your ear that shouldn't be here. Um, God bless the living. Um, And, and you got to get past that. So I was open enough, you know. I didn't want to live the, I'm going to protect me from you until you show me. Other. No, I wanted to be real with him. And I was like, listen, you know, sometimes the 60-minute mark, you know, distance between us, it does play on my, my mind a little bit. He was like, oh, okay, I don't see why not. You know, I'm just go ahead and let you know. You know, I'm not, I'm monogamous. I'm not into A, B, and C. Next time I saw Mr. Buddy, Mr. Buddy was giving me a key to the apartment. I, so he was counseling out all the shaggy. I thought I saw you on a counter. It wasn't me. Yeah, he wasn't. He he. It wasn't him for real. He gonna go ahead and let you. And he was like, pop up at any time. Look through whatever you want. I I could be at work. I don't care. You didn't even got to tell me you coming out here. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Where's your mama? Cause we getting ready to be um daughter and mother in law. We should need to know it now. Just go ahead and just let it be done. Seriously. And that's what you need to be looking for. When you expose a soft spot, does he secure it for you? Because sis character carries throughout whatever title you have for him boyfriend fiance wife that's why it always gets me upset that when dude was cheating in one title you thought he was going to be cool in another i mean it takes an act of god yes people do change but since he gave you the preview trailer you thought the movie was going to be different come on ma I, you know i just and the bonus the triple bonus Please be willing to walk away from anything that doesn't align with where you're going. Hmm? So often we pick up roadkill as we travel through life. Then we wonder why our car, a.k.a. our life stinks later. Did you hear what I just said? You're picking up roadkill trying to figure out where that smell is coming from. It's in your decisions, mommy. You didn't really take the time to identify, A, get with God. Where you going? Where he taking you? what's your life assignment what's your purpose be figuring out if buddy's going along the same lines that it doesn't conflict so that you can have a harmonious unity a harmonious situation but stop picking up roadkill that's where that smell is coming from okay so the that's my challenge for you check your energy sis check your energy go over these last seven points that i just gave and kind of see where you align. We're not falling for potential no more. As far as I'm concerned, potential is a pit. And when you get in it, it's hard to come out of it. Everybody has potential. Everybody. A cat has a potential to, 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 to bark if it wanted to. I saw it on YouTube. Okay? A parrot has a potential to talk. Listen, we, we're not looking at potential no more. Everybody has potential. That's not, we're not interested in that. I want you to remember, okay, I want you to take this away from you or take this away from me, rather, giving this to you. Like the good, good Johnny Cochran said, that was O.J. Simpson's lawyer, you remember? Sis, if it don't fit, you must have quit. Listen, flow with it. If, it don't, if he does not fit what God is taking you, you must have quit. You must. Sis, when you meet a guy and you see that he doesn't align with what we discussed, 
Stop telling yourself you're going to miss out on a potentially good man. Instead, tell yourself, I'm potentially holding up someone else's blessing. I told you earlier, it's a good sis somewhere else on her pillow crying, asking God, where is he? And meanwhile, you holding up traffic and knowing that he's not it. You know he's not it. And I'm not saying be overly picky. I'm saying being aware of the seven points I just gave you and being aware of not his potential, but from the things that he is showing you right now, you have now the potential of knowing what your future with him will look like. With what you know now, what will your potential future look like? And if it does not make you smile, if it doesn't align with you, if it doesn't keep you safe and secure, if it doesn't do all the things we talk about, I need you to go Cochrane on it and I need you to acquit because it does not fit where you're going. Did you get what I'm saying to you? It can't be any clearer. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Okay. I feel like you got what you need. No, because these are life-provoking conversations. And I want you walking away understanding that, you know what? I'm not missing out. I'm just trying to find out who's best for me. You see what I'm saying? But okay. As my good, good nanny says, all right. I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead and go over those seven points again. If somebody don't, whoever's in your phone don't fit it, go ahead and delete, block. You don't even need, need to give no explanation. You're done. You understand? Okay. All right, cool. I'll talk to you later. And I'm going to ask, too. All right. Mm-hmm. Later.